to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Uh, hello, welcome to episode 233 of the Chris and Sam podcast. My name is Sam. I'm Chris. And here we are recording another episode because we just love it. And you love it too, right? Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening. We hope so. We (laughs) hope that everybody uh, out there is having a good day, whatever you are up to. Uh, We definitely are. Uh, yes, because we're both on cheat day. It's cheat day. And we've been gorging ourselves. I've got a, a teaspoon of sugar in my coffee. Oh, my God. So uh, if Chris gets a bit <laughs> hypo, uh, it's because of the uh, sugar intake in yeah. his bloodstream. And then I'm going to go out and have something breakfast, and I'll do my running later in the afternoon, bugger that. Or cycling or whatever. Cycling. Chris loves it. He loves the stationary. I hate cycling, but my old man calves are screwing up on me, so I can't do the... What I'd rather do is run on the treadmill, but I can't do that. So Anyway. Hey, I've got a question for you. Yes. If I tell you there's an app called Giveahoy out there, yeah. what do you think it does? Just from that name. My, have you read? Initially, I would have thought something like Give a Little, but then I probably would go, I would go, no, it's just a donation app somehow. It is a donation app. It's almost like you've read the story. No, I, I, haven't, I haven't. See, I wouldn't have thought what it, I wouldn't have known what it was at all. Oh, really? Yeah, no. This guy in Wellington, Jim Butcher, Belcher, Belcher. Ah, uh, there he is, very handsome-looking dude. Look at him. Oh, very Wellington dressed. Yeah, very Wellington dressed. Uh, he's brought out this. Uh, he's a fraud analyst at ANZ. Uh, he just developed this app four years ago, and the concept is easy. It's location-based, so individuals and organisations can pick an area or town. And when you're in that spot, it pops up on the app and it says, can you donate some money? And you can do a dollar, uh, as little as a dollar. And there's, I don't think there's any fees either way. Um, it's supposed to be easy oh, and I, free. I get the Ahoy bit now. So it's a location-based giving. Yeah. It's yeah. the Ahoy. Ahoy, give me some money. So I think <laughs> it's a good idea, but only if the charities get on board with it and people know what the hell it is. Yeah, it's going to need to... Because a lot of them are properly advertised. Yeah, a lot of them now do have the mobile FPOS machines. So when you go, I don't have any cash on me, they're like, it's okay, we've got FPOS. They seem to whip that out of their back pocket these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I just run away. Um, <laughs> normally, normally I've got headphones in, so they won't bother talking to me, but I've got some wireless Bluetooth uh, earbud things at the moment, and if I'm wearing my beanie, you can't tell yeah, I'm I wearing know, them. because I got that the other day, and I got asked a couple of times. Um, one was just some woman dragging her kids all the way up towards, um, almost towards uh, Les Mills, because I was coming back from there, looking for the library, and she's following Google Maps or Probably Apple iMaps. What? I that, she's like, well out of the way. Way back there. Go to the park and it's in the middle there. Big blue building. Like anyway, but yeah. Um, but I bought some. Yes. Just because just because you've given me the opening now. I bought some uh, Austin uh, M09 uh, Bluetooth over ear over ear uh, ones over ear uh, headphones. And so the Bluetooth you can plug them in. It's got a place for a TF card. Um, and I'm really impressed with them. Uh, I bought a bunch of them so that I could get a discount, and the idea is I'll flog some off and keep one. So I put it on Trade Me. So this is the first time I've used Trade Me to sell anything in Ever, probably just, a decade. Oh, okay, recently, yeah. Yeah, I, I used to sell a lot. I used to get yeah, stuff yeah, from yeah. eBay and sell it. Um, back in the day. Back in the day. So, uh, 
Yeah, so that's that's quite interesting. So now that I've got the e, uh, trade me going, which incidentally, if you swipe it into your phone, it comes up um, auto corrects to tradesmen, which makes sense, I guess. But you know, okay, trade me. So uh, trade me is our version here in New Zealand of eBay. Uh, eBay is in Australia, and that's what they used there. But when they came to New Zealand, they realised we already had our own platform called Trade Me. Yeah, and back then when I first started, um, there were eight. Uh, auction platforms in New Zealand. Trade Me was just one of them. It soon got yeah. ahead, and then I said it will never beat eBay because I was a bit of an eBay fan because I was already buying stuff from the States. It was all eBay. over it, and uh, and then they sold um, Trade Me eventually for seven hundred million dollars. And I met Sam Morgan, the kid that started, and said I was wrong. Trade Me was good <laughs> and good on them. So anyway, so they've been going twenty five years now or something. They had the big um, uh, anniversary uh, recently, something like that. A while, twenty years. No, I don't know. You're telling yeah, the anyway. story. So, uh, <laughs> so anyway, so I've got those on uh, Trade Me. So twenty eight bucks uh, is the um, opening bid price, or thirty two to um, buy now. You, buy now if you if you feel the need. Feel the to need to listen to the Chris and Sam. Uh, podcast they, on they these do, great. They, I don't know what they sound like, but they do look really good for thirty about thirty-two dollars. Yeah, they, they sound really good. So anyway, so that's my little pitch. That's your Today, little. That's your little pitch. Today's podcast is brought to Chris trying to sell stuff because he doesn't have a job. <laughs> Chris's runway is going to run out in four weeks' time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I've also got a load of junk around this uh, uh, very untidy uh, studio, let's call it. Um, Interesting studio. That I need to... Uh, uh, actually, it's funny it. that you mentioned that because I was um, looking through my calendar on the computer and I think in October or November, I've got this one day and it was like, it's for a podcast recording day, it says, check with Chris because a year ago he said he was going to list everything on Trade Me. Yeah, I've still got all the photos on my phone. I just haven't done anything because I just hate trade. hate. I know. I tried selling the uh, the dryer for a dollar on a Facebook group. No one wanted it, so I'll have to try with FreeCycle next and hope someone picks it There's up. There's another one called uh, Hamilton uh, Waikato Garage Sale. Oh, yep. Because Tash is selling all her house in there, apparently. No, oh, right. Of That's course. how it popped up on my feed. So yep, because she's off to Germany. Is she? Again? Apparently. Yep, permanently, okay, I think. Oh, for, right. for, for a long stint, she doesn't know what she's doing after that. Oh, okay. I don't even know how I know this. I must have read it somewhere. <laughs> I don't even look at anyone on Facebook. Okay, uh, all right. So, rock roll. What yeah. does that sound like to you? Well, I can yeah. either play dumb or I can tell you everything about it. Oh, okay. But let's go. What is rock roll, Chris? Because when you say rock roll, I think, to be honest, when I first saw it, I was like, maybe earth moving equipment or something to do with that. Because rock roll, why would you be rolling rocks around? So the story is this entrepreneurial Nelson Fishman rolls out stone-based toilet paper alternative. I don't know if they, I honestly don't know if they should have led with stone-based. Like, it just doesn't sound good. It Uh, It sounds pretty scrapey, right? Just from, well, it reminds me, no, it reminds me of that. I just want to wipe my ass with some gravel. Uh, (laughs) We're going to ship you this flat rock. (laughs) Rinse and repeat. Yeah, it's (coughs) it's economical, saves the environment, and it's your rock. Uh, It reminds me of the stone-based cookware that used to be all the rage. And I'm sure they'll be at field days next week, but... um, Yeah, yeah, we're looking yeah. forward to field days. Um, but yeah, so um, 
Let me have a look here. I've got some information on this. Um, Do you just want me to tell you the information? So it, it can it, it dissolves away almost as soon as you flushed it, which makes you worry about if you've got a well, yeah. sloppy mess to clean up, let's say. Does it dissolve as you're cleaning it up? Uh, uh, 60, seconds. 60 seconds. After 60 seconds, it dissolves to nothing. Uh, calcium carbonate is what they've put in there. Uh, they use that at the other end of the wastewater treatment cycle, but he's just managed to implement it in the paper. Right. Um, he actually entered a competition for DB Breweries and won that. Um, the biodegradable beer cup. Yeah. So that's how he got a whole bunch of money. Oh, cool. Um, but I think he, it's brilliant. I think he I, hasn't he hasn't completed the cup though. He's still working on that. And the the interesting thing about this, Chris, uh, it's you can crowdfund right and get some of this stuff. Which is cool. But they're using a platform I've never heard of in my life. Thrinacia.com. What? T-H-R-I-N-A-C-I-A.com. Thrinacia. Uh, he wanted to raise $10,000. Uh, he's raised $72,000. Oh, wow. Uh, he's got one day to go. He must be like the star of Thrinacia then. Like, is that like the best they've ever done or something? Or no, is they, it new they, or is it, have I, they been around for I, I have not researched Thrinacia, but they do have a bunch of different projects on there from all around the world. So okay. um, that's good. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Um, if you go to, where is it? Oh, if you go to the third page there, Chris, what's it say at the top? The list of backers. Sam Elton Walkers. Woohoo. I have backed this project, Chris. Oh, so Damn, for, so you for stole co- my story, man. I know. <laughs> so for thirty bucks, we're going to get forty-eight rolls of this stuff. Oh wow! So we'll be able to give the uh, listeners a a blow-by-blow count. No. We'll just we'll just put <laughs> no, one of these microphones no. in the toilet, no, well, and we'll go. Oh, I'm just about to use that. <laughs> no, maybe, maybe not that. Not that. No, maybe not. Uh, we get a shout out. We get three stickers, and we get a lifetime twenty-five percent off. Uh, for the subscription that's coming later on, um, if you if you got one day left, uh, I don't even know if this will be active when you hear this tomorrow. But uh, ninety nine dollars gets you forty eight rolls every three months for a year. Um, and oh, I go in the draw to win a lifetime supply as well. So maybe that'll happen. That would be awesome. But imagine if it's no good. So this guy, <laughs> it's no good, and you've won a lifetime supply. He oh. reckons it's. Well, let's get the producer in there. He reckons it's softer than any other toilet paper out there already, so apparently it's really good. And he reckons once it gets to like mass production, like he ramps it up, it can be produced way cheaper than regular toilet paper. There's no downside to it. The at only all downside is the- except for this calcium carbonate. Like, how um, easy is that to get? Like, I don't know. Is that a common common thing or? Uh, I think it's well. They use it at the other end. In the wastewater system, apparently. And can you recycle that? Well, it dissolves into almost nothing, so it's just going to be... I don't know. He, I assume it's okay. I mean, the, the only downfall will be this will be a terrible product and it does not work. Um, yeah, yeah. But well, I really wanted to... And we'll tell you we if that's the you. case. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. It just I thought it was real interesting. The guy looks interesting as well. He's offshore fisherman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I thought that was pretty good. From he, Nelson. Like- and, and he just got a, it said he just got a little bit of help from, uh, I think it was his brother or something, for marketing. Yeah, not much. Uh, so good on him. I think he obviously must have. He's either super clued up and just doing a random job to get money. Well, I mean, or if you, you live in Nelson, probably how many options have you got for a job? 
Oh, I'm going to be a fisherman because that's oh, what no, my uncle does or something. It'd be a yeah, maybe. Well, you know what I mean. And then, um, and then, but uh, what I really want to do is, you know, play Dungeons I mean, and Dragons all the time. But I'll do this instead. I mean, as usual, I really want to know the background story about these people, and they never cover it. We should we should call them and interview them. Maybe <laughs> once we've got the product. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Actually, if it's any good, let's do that. All right, so um, you're going to tell us about Circus Act. Yes, I went and saw another circus this week, a uh, Zerka Circus this week. Uh, what, eight, sorry, what, sorry? Zerka. Z-I-R-K-A, Zerka. A Zerka Circus. Yep, I, we, uh, we looked at the other circus last year, I think. Yeah. Um, but this one uh, is 18 Chinese uh, circus performers. They've all been trained in a special Chinese school or something. It sounds a bit shady because I, I know that they just practice in a field in Hamilton. I've seen them before. Uh, but a lot of acrobatic acts and a lot of body stacking and stuff. Yeah. But they did have one act that was identical to the other act at the other circus. And I was going to talk about it because the way they uh, deal with it was slightly different. And I had to think about it because I was like, I've seen this at the other circus, but how did they catch the people? So it's a big swing platform. Yeah. And there's four or five people on the swing thing going up and down. Yeah, I remember And that. the person on the end gets launched. Yeah. And in the other circus, they launch them into a giant sheet. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And, and they, they slide, slide down, down. And somebody helped. Yeah, that's right. This circus, they've got some uh, Soviet-era... Gym mats, it looks like. They are green, like a terrible colour, look like they've been around since 1920. We're talking about... Five, no, big ones. A couple of inches thick. They've got two, two big mats. So a foot or two high. Yep. And then they've got two people holding a thin mat, and they have to like move side to side and catch the person. So And they land on the mat they're mat. holding and then hit the, the hit thicker the, mat. Oh, gosh. And I was just like, it would even if they just... Got, that, that's a communist landing. You've yeah, got to say yeah. that's a communist but landing. But I think if they um, change the colour of the mats, it might look a bit better. Just because it was just like this weird army, dark, crappy green, army surplus sort of colour. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was pretty good. It, oh, it's amazing what people can do. And uh, um, One of the photos you showed me was the chair stacking. Mm. Yeah, they also locked into it. That. They just locked into each other a whole bunch of chairs. Uh, it wasn't until he got to like the fifth or sixth one is when he clips on for a bit of wire and then he does like a handstand on top. Um, right. My daughter apparently doesn't like looking at people doing things at height. She's no, 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 no! I can't watch it. I can't watch it. I say like, he's he knows what he's doing. He's fine, and he can only <laughs> fall once. It could only be worse if it was a mannequin doing. It. That's ah. right. That's right. If a mannequin was there somehow, the game over would have walked out. Um, so, uh, I thought it was a big deal, but of course I don't think it is a big deal. This well, iTunes. I don't know. I think, yeah. Uh, yeah. So iTunes have said in their latest, uh, meeting or whatever they call it, they said, oh, we're going to close down iTunes and people have just, some people apparently, I don't know. It's hard to tell these days. I haven't really read into it, but the people on the internet have lost their collective shit over it. Um, but I think it's the nostalgia and people have playlists and stuff. Yep. You know, but but, but they, all they're doing is splitting out to TV, music, and podcasts. Uh, yeah, I oh, know they've already got podcasts. Yeah, no, but they, at the moment it's all in iTunes, and this and this splitting them all out. So you're not going to lose anything. If you, no, no, I'm you're not losing yeah, anything. Yeah. And and apparently even your playlists will still work. I know. So I think 
it's probably easier for Apple to manage each thing individually these days. I yeah, assume, because there's just so much. Yeah, that's right. And when they first started, <laughs> I mean, they they were the people that brought. I mean, they're the people you submit your podcast to if you're creating a podcast. They're still the people you go to. And that was going to be my next question. And I was hoping you would know the answer <laughs> is: Do we have to do anything as podcasts do that? No, I don't think we have to do anything. Yeah, because um, they should. Um, yeah, everything's good. Trans migrate it, migrate it. That's the word. But I'm just wondering about when you upload in future, it's going to have that iTunes link for when we. No, uh, no, no. I don't think it matters. Right. No, okay. uh, they create an RSS feed and that goes to everyone else. And yeah, yeah, uh, they'll do the same as everyone. Well, no, else. other way around. Sorry, we create our feed in Libsyn that gets sent to everyone. Yeah, iTunes just happens to have it. They're the main one. You list with them, and then a lot of the other services pick up your podcast from them, although we have submitted to a whole bunch of other ones as well. Yeah. Cool. So that's all right. That's not a big deal. Did you ransomware? Have you heard about this one? Because you've been reading all my stories. No, I have not read all your I just read the one about the dissolving toilet paper, okay? <laughs> no, carry on. Okay, so- Ransomware. Uh, yep, it comes okay. up. Okay, so the New York Daily did a- Great, big, long story on this. It was fascinating. Basically, five mm. years ago or so, NSA, um, the Americans, yeah. found a um, – so what they do all the time is they look through Microsoft and others to find uh, – what do you call it? Vulnerabilities. Yeah, that yeah they totally. Can, that they can exploit. exploit. And sometimes they'll go, oh, yeah, no, uh, Microsoft, you want to patch this, and they'll tell them. And sometimes they'll go, hmm, we'll just keep that one a secret. And so yeah. they called – Got one a secret which they called uh, Endless Blue. No? <laughs> Endless Some, Blue. Something like that. Um, Ever Blue or something like that. Anyway, something. And um, so I had this right in the tip of my tongue before I started this. I've, I've thrown you because I read your other story. <laughs> yeah, anyway. So, uh, and they kept that secret for five years. Wow. Yeah, right? okay. And so they're getting into other people's computers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, foreigners or um, or, uh, or, or, or the opposition party. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> and and uh, you know, and seeing everything they've got, basically. Anyway, um, about a year, two years ago now, year and a half ago, something like that. Uh, this crowd called they call themselves Shadow Warriors. They said, "Oh, we've got all the NSA's tools." And we're going to auction them off. And they did it in really bad English. Yeah, of course they did. But we don't know if they were faking the bad English or if they were. And and nobody in the NSA has ever said how these tools got out into the public domain. Because what happened was we're we're auctioning it off. Nobody bid because nobody wanted to A, piss off the US and B, believe. Well, because as soon as you get the tools, they're after you. Put them on the dark net for free to everybody, including this endless blue or whatever it's called. And. then NSA went, oh, um, Microsoft, <laughs> you might want to patch this hole. And they actually beat them, giving it away for free by about two weeks. Wow. And so Microsoft Because that's sort of... But as you and I both know, only about 20 to 40% of the population that have a Microsoft whatever will accept the update and do a critical update yeah. when they need to do it. Yeah. So it leaves... 60 to 80% of computers vulnerable still to this amazing thing that the NSA has been using for ages. 
and the dark net's gone pretty happy and they've gone oh yeah we've a lot of vulnerabilities ransomware's been put in and whatever so that leads us to and i can't believe we haven't heard about this so two weeks ago or a bit more than that it's over a month now i think the city of baltimore yes is one of those cities (laughs) that that don't update their um microsoft much okay the whole city infrastructure Oh, so everything has been ransomware. Awesome. Everything. We're talking about uh, parking, police, free, any I, government. I, I, maybe not the police so much, but you know, parking, um, the automotive. What do you call it? DMV or whatever yep. they call it over there. Um, city works. People had to go home because all the computers just said, "Yeah, you know, this is ransomware," and they all locked out. And they're like, "What do we do?" So. The whole city has basically been shut down. So the new mayor had just come in, poor bugger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's been hit with the Robin Hood uh, ransomware thing. Yes. And they go, we want, how much do you think they'd want? A million. We want $100,000. What? Yeah, I know, right? Well, did they, what? Yeah. You, so, you'd go for like at least a million, wouldn't you? Yeah. There's no difference between 100000 and a million, like in the... And getting like the charges, if you ever got done for it and all that sort of stuff, yeah, you yeah. might as well just go for a million. Yeah. But they asked for a hundred thousand dollars, and the mayor said, "No, no, I'm not paying terrorists." Uh, so it's been a month. So what have they been the doing? Costs to this, they've got some consultants in trying to break it, and they've op- opened some areas. Oh, some departments okay. are, are now working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the cost to the government, to the city, so oh. far. Is eighteen million dollars? Eighteen million. <laughs> that, that includes lost revenues from people not being able to pay rates, pay, oh, okay, okay, pay okay. Um, parking tickets, or speeding fines, or all those things. But still, even if you took that out, it must be like a couple of million just for the consultants. Oh, at least. But at that least. was that. But the, the funniest thing about it, um, well, the ironic thing about it that the New York Times pointed out was that um, guess who 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 works in Baltimore? It's the uh, head office of the NSA. <laughs> Oh, right. Of course. <laughs> so they're getting pinged by their own. But that was that thing. story I told you the other day, uh, not on the podcast, but just randomly. Uh, the companies that go in and break ransomware, they charge a lot more to get it fixed, but they just take a cut of the money and then actually pay, pay the, the pay, ransom. pay the ransom. Yeah, yeah. So there's these middle companies that are just dealing. Yeah, I, know. I was thinking about that when I was, was reading crazy. To it. So yeah, so um, but apparently it's, it's still not resolved, um, not fully resolved, and um, and they're wondering which city's going to be next. So, but the thing is, it could totally easily happen here in New Zealand as well. I think it could. Um, um, you know, if you're if you're working in here, any council in New Zealand, uh, go and check that your windows are updated. And get everybody to. I've got a windows. story uh, bringing it back to New Zealand here. Slightly different twist on that take of that story. Murapara. I don't know if you've ever been there. Mm. It's a little forestry settlement town. Uh, I've got a story about that. Their uh, town's only ATM machine got ripped out on Monday uh, with a log loader that someone stole. It's the second time they've tried doing it. And um, so the first time was unsuccessful. And yeah, this time was successful. Well, the first time they come through the roof of the bank and then had to go at it with an angle grinder. This time they just ripped the whole thing out of the wall. But the the bank manager says we're not sure if we're even going to bring money, actual cash, back in here. So Murapara has no cash. Like the whole little 
town, uh, village or town or whatever it is, doesn't have it. Um, they lowered it into a trailer and then they towed it. Um, they found it eight kilometres down the road, abandoned and unopened, of course. Oh, so they never got the money out? No, not at all. But like the Bakehouse Cafe, the electrical store and that, none of them have actual cash. They just use FPOS. For uh, I assume so. It just says here that the thing. Uh, Murupara is, uh, it's okay. The one time I sort of went there, I used to measure pine trees was my job. And we went there once and we pulled into the petrol station and I had a guy that worked with me um, and he just said, sit in there with the engine running while I refuel the car. Like, don't turn the engine off. And if we have to go, we're just going to go. That was my uh, experience of Murupar because <laughs> he said someone might jump out and steal the truck. I'm like, what? He goes, and you're supposed to turn your car off. <laughs> you're supposed, you're yeah, and he's just like, nah, just keep the engine running and I'll just fill it up and I'll go sort this out. And I'm like, okay. That's um, awesome. My dad works there sometimes. He's supposed to go there once a week with uh, the... Uh, I was going to say criminals, but I suppose you're not allowed to call them that. What are they? The uh, probation people, the yeah. community service community people. Service, he, they're supposed to go out there once, and they they would they used to do a lot of work out there once a so week. So just to to clarify, um, Sam's dad is not one of the um, no. community service people. He looks after people that are doing community yeah, yeah. service. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Just thought I'd clarify that. But uh, they went out there, and someone. They got a security camera there looking at um, a block of toilets or something in Murupara. And at some point, someone reversed into it, smashed it completely down, and then took off. And uh, I don't know if there's a mayor out there or someone out there blamed these community service people. Um, so they're not allowed to go there anymore. Oh, wow. So a bit weird. Okay. So it sounds like a very... down, 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 down. Apparently so. Yeah. Uh, but very, very cheap. If you want to buy a house, you probably get one for like $30,000. Right. So there's a, new, <laughs> there's a new stupid internet challenge going around. I've never heard of it. I haven't seen it. And on the face of it, it almost seems like something I would do. Like, oh, okay. It's called the vacuum challenge. So right. people get inside. So, so let's just, before we go into what this is. Yeah. We used to, what did we had in the past? We had the statue. Was that what it was called? Statues? Oh, there was there was a planking one. The planking. There was one. the Harlem Shake. The Harlem Shake. That's right. Uh, there was the ice bucket challenge. There Apparently, was the freezing one where those being statues. Yeah, that's like, right. Apparently, the bird box challenge had to get. Um, that's when people were blindfolded and doing everyday things. Oh, that was just dumb. Yeah. Da- not to mention dangerous. Do you see how many people were driving blindfolded? I mean, Jake Paul was doing it, so he's... Uh, uh, anyway. But the new... Okay, so what's the new one? The new one is the vacuum challenge. It's when you get inside a plastic rubbish bag, and then you suck all the air out with a vacuum cleaner, and it looks like you've got a plastic skin. Okay, so it actually looks pretty cool, and it's not what I thought because you don't put it over your head. You do not put it over <laughs> your... No, you don't. And, that was the first thing I And people you. are posting videos of them doing it with their children, okay? Which sounds a little dodgy. Well, it actually affects your cells and how much oxygen you're getting, and um, you can have... Uh, potential cerebral hypoxia uh which is less oxygen to the brain and you become brain damaged even though your head is sticking out of the bag so you're basically suffocating your body but Um, but 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 how long are you doing it for you're only doing it for a matter of 30 seconds to get an instagram photo right like 
As long as you do it and then you undo it, you'll be fine. I well, I mean, the experts are saying we have some black plastic bags. I think in the show notes we should have our um, our vacuum challenge uh, put on the show notes and maybe on our. I don't know if I want to kill any more brain cells. <laughs> no, bra- I, 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 I'm too far gone to care. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it if you want. So anyway, that's been happening. Apparently, that's the thing. Um, people aren't doing it naked because that would look disgusting. I assume some people are, but uh, I don't think that's a requirement, Chris. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. And and I think you've put mouthwash down here. Oh, have you? Because I went to the dentist yesterday. Uh, hygienist, I should yes. say. Yes. Um, and my my uh, overall gum disease, which was apparently terrible. Is improving except for the what? very back teeth, like the really hard. Okay, teeth, so good to know. Teeth. Lovely, lovely visual. Oh yeah, because the visuals she then gave me. Oh, I might put you to a specialist. What I have to do they is just a surgical procedure oh, Jesus. where they cut your gum and then they scrape everything away and then they will sew it back up. But don't worry, you'll be uh, fully anesthetized yeah. or whatever. Um, I don't think asleep, but you know, um, whatever. And I'm like, ah, that sounds appalling. I don't want to do that. But anyway, she one of the things, that what I wanted to mention was um, she says, oh, there's a bit of staining on your teeth. Do you use mouthwash? I'm like, yep, I've been using it every day. Oh, don't do that. What? I only use it once a week. I'm like, what? Is it stripping the enamel? Apparently it's staining my teeth. I'm like, because, and you know, because oh. you've seen this stuff in the bathroom. Yeah. It's, it's not like, it's a light blue colour. It's not like a... Heavy green oh, colour or whatever. You know no, what I mean? It just looks um, But apparently you... She goes, no, you only use mouthwash once a week. And I'm like, where, where did that come from? I thought you were supposed to use it every day. I'm sure they just make up some stuff. Or the, maybe the, on the other side, the marketing people are probably like, every day you get a fresh breath. Yeah, yeah. So oh, anyway, interesting. So I thought that's why I wrote that down. Very that good. So uh, according to Chris's dental hygienist person... Uh, well, I can't remember her name because it's um, Asian and very hard to say. And I learnt it... After I saw her four times, and then it's been three months, I went back and went, I can't remember what her name is, and I'm not going to try and say it. Okay, I'm going to make her name up, Akinoki uh, Tanoki. She's the <laughs> dental person. That brings us to the end of the podcast, Chris. So, as usual, uh, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and all the other places. Actually, I've got a question for you. I've checked out your Instagram the other day. You posted this weird video of you at the gym. Twice. Did you watch it? Because you can't hear what you're saying. It's so loud, and you're just like... I know, that's why I put in quotes next to it, what I said. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Also, did you forget to... I didn't want to shout at the gym No, you should have. That would have been good. (laughs) Everybody's... Oh, no. Also, uh, your last post, did you forget to put in kilos or pounds? I'm just not sure. Were you actually doing leg presses at 150 kilos or 150 yeah. pounds? 150 kilos. Man, that's impressive. That's good. Yeah, I, it's it's the limit. If I can't do more than that. Yeah, um, no, I just wanted to check because 150 pounds is about 70 kilos. So yeah, no, it's 150 kilos. Far out. No, no way. I can't, can't get anywhere near that. <laughs> um, no yeah. wonder your legs hurt. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe and catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.